a stranger with a gun came upon two teens taking pictures under a rising full moon. But violence is only the beginning of this story. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are. And this is a big one. I'm Amy Donaldson, and I've spent my career talking about how lives are undone by violence. The Letter is a podcast about how lives are remade. Follow The Letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Inside Sources. Inside Sources. Inside Sources. Where KSL offers Utah deeper insights on the news. Host Boyd Matheson divides rage from reason and elevates the conversation on issues crucial to our community. On KSL News Radio 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. We're really thrilled to have joining us on the program today, Chama Key Jansen. And uh, Chama, welcome. Thank Inside you. Inside Sources. Thank you so much for having me. <laughs> uh, this is such an important time of year. We talk about uh, opportunities to do something that makes a difference. And uh, your organization, the American Indian Services, you're the executive director of that. Uh, give us a little backstory uh, about the organization. What's the purpose? What's the focus? Okay, so our organization is around 41 years old. It was started back in 1981 by our founder, Del Tingey, um, and he started providing financial aid to Native American students all the way previously, but really turned into a nonprofit in 1981. I was a past scholarship recipient myself in the early 2000s, (laughs) and and now it kind of comes full circle for me, where I'm the executive director helping find funding for other Native American students. So what it is, is an educational-based nonprofit. We provide uh, Native American scholarships for university uh, colleges and trade schools to um, our Native American students looking for funding. And then we also have a six-week summer program called AIS Prep, and that focuses on 6th, 7th, and 8th grade middle school students um, who are looking to increase their knowledge or be exposed to STEM subjects, so science, technology, engineering, math, During that six-week program, they're exposed to new technology that's being developed or that has been developed Mm -hmm. um, because most of our students are from reservations and and rural areas. And so they're not exposed to a lot of the technology that um, some of their counterpart students in the urban areas are exposed to. So we can expose them to careers and technology Um, and just get them stronger in those subjects so that they're more prepared to go on to high school in those subjects and get great grades and then continue on to college. Um, So, yeah, that's kind of our three programs that we focus on for Native American students. And we work year-round trying to secure funding for our programs and trying to secure financial assistance for those that are looking for it. Yeah, so so important. I, I love this uh, summer program, this six-week summer program, uh, because often it's not that there isn't an aptitude for a lot of those areas, but it's just the exposure, as you, as you said. And so having the students have that opportunity, I think, is huge. A gun in the face. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today started two years of horror for an American in Venezuela. They said, you need to give us your phone and get ready because you're coming with us. I'm Becky Bruce, and I spent a year researching and piecing together Josh and Tammy Holt's story about their ordeal in a notorious prison. That's when everything started to turn bad. We had another 
pound on the door. Boom, boom, boom. And there was the police once again. You can binge all of the episodes of Hope in Darkness on kslpodcasts.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Yes, you know, during that summer program, they get a career speaker every day Mm. that is in one of the STEM fields. And that exposure alone just opens their mind to the possibilities of professions that they have never heard of or they have never thought of before that might interest them. Yeah, that's that's so fantastic. Uh, I always have to come back to a full circle moment because I love those. <laughs> so so you actually received uh, some assistance, a scholarship. Tell us about your story and then this full mo- circle moment, uh, yes. coming back as a, as a director. Okay, so back in the early 2000s, um, I had received some scholarship, but not a lot. And so the number one reason that Native American students choose to drop out or not even go to college is because of funding, like financial aid. Either they're, they don't know or they don't have enough. And so I was looking for aid. My sister, my older sister had received a scholarship. So she told me about this um, organization and I applied and, you know, I was able to use it towards tuition and books and just further my education. And it was mainly towards my bachelor's degree. Mm. Um, And then I was able to go on and get my master's of public administration. And I was, you know, able just to work in as a public servant for a long time. But then I took about 11 years off to be um, a mom and to raise four children. And once they were in school, I decided to head back to the workplace Mm. And then I found a job with the Urban Indian Center of Salt Lake, and I was there working for around two and a half years. And then um, I get a call about this opportunity, and it was, it is literally my dream job to be here yeah. <laughs> and, and to help further the education of Native Americans. And it just um, instilled in me just a way and a need and a want to give back yeah. um, to my community. And so um, I just love working. It checks all my boxes. It's just so fulfilling. Yeah, uh, I love that. And nothing more important than these critical education components, whether it's the college scholarship, the trade scholarships, I think are also, we often don't put enough focus on just the impact that can have on, on someone's life. Yes, the, the tr- our trade scholarship is really new. So we're in our second year doing mm-hmm. it. And we fund mainly trade schools within the state of Utah, accredited trade schools. We feel that the trade professions and our students looking for a trade profession that goal is just as important as me as getting a bachelor's degree. Yeah. And we want to help them with that. Yeah, so good. Uh, and we know that today's a, a big day. We know it's a busy day for you. Uh, we had Adasa on our program yesterday talking about Light the World and the giving machines. We also had Carl uh, Chenny from the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, who uh, is everywhere on the planet with those Light the World machines. Uh, and uh, you'll have an opportunity to be over there and be actually part of the giving uh, machine. Tell us about that. Yeah, so I get to go over there, and they're doing a kickoff at noon and at 5 o'clock, and they're going to have a performance by Adasa, who's wonderfully talented. She's amazing, yeah. <laughs> we had a blast with her on the yes. show yesterday. <laughs> and um, we're going to have um, a youth hoop dancer as well. Oh, nice. So her name's Emma Youngbull, and we're so excited um, just to be a part of that. Yeah, and, uh, and and so as you look at that opportunity, what uh, what will that do in terms of your programs, the, the things that you're trying to get done? So... Some of the things that you can get from the giving machines 
that directly go to American Indian Services. Um, if you're not familiar with the giving machines, it's kind of like a vending machine and you get to choose what services that you want to donate to and what organizations you want to donate to. And there's, um, there's a few selections that you can make from there. So one of ours is a STEM kit for, for the prep program. One of them is like you can donate a portion of a scholarship to, um, either the, the trade or the college. And then, yeah, it's just really great that they do this. I just love it. Yeah, what a, what a great tag team opportunity, <laughs> and uh, to be able to bring all of that together. Uh, nothing, nothing like donating something that you know is going somewhere specific uh, that will really make a difference. Uh, and again, these programs are are so important. Everything that's happening at the uh, American Indian Services uh, is such a great opportunity, and uh, all part of upward mobility and opportunity for everybody uh, here in the state. And uh, Chamaki Jansen, we so appreciate you coming in the studio today, and uh, we know you'll be over there uh, this afternoon at five o'clock. Adasa will do a full on uh, performance there. Which will be great. And then, as we always say on this program, you got to do something to make a difference today. This is a great chance to do that over at City Creek, uh, 5 p.m. tonight. Uh, you can check that out and uh, be part of something magical today. Chama, thanks so much for joining us. Thank you. We'll go ahead and step aside for one last commercial break when we come back. Some final thoughts on Inside Sources here on KSL News Radio. Stick around. Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. She was tear-gassed and beaten. Images of thousands desperate to escape Taliban oppression filled our news feeds. More than 80,000 Afghans made it to America. But the story didn't end there. It was very cold. There was no power, no heat. Who would help our newest neighbors? I'm Andrea Smartin. In Stranger Becomes Neighbor, you'll hear the stories of some remarkable refugees who left their homes and their dreams behind, only to start over from zero. Their only possession was three blankets. And you'll meet Americans who stepped up to help them. You want me to come when you deliver your baby. What can one person do in the face of an international disaster decades in the making? That's Stranger Becomes Neighbor. Find us at kslpodcast.com, follow us on Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen.